Hi, you're again with Volleyball Explained and our podcast First Tempo. Our guest today is Bradley Gunter, one of the best volleyball players in the Bulgarian League and just a few days ago also a champion of the league with the team of Heber. Bradley, first of all, I'd like to thank you for accepting the invitation to be a guest in our podcast, uh, First Tempo, and to congratulate you with the, with the title won with Heber. No problem. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here and uh, pretty happy about the win. Uh, you're for two years here now, and uh, actually in the semifinal series this season, you had a pretty uh, tough uh, clash against the team of Montana, but thereafter uh, you won more or less easily, at least in terms of result against uh, the team of uh, Neftuhimik, the, the champion from the years before that. Uh, and for the semifinal and the final, you had a new coach, Alexander Popov. Uh, what did he change after uh, after he came in the team, and especially before the final. Uh, some people say that he's very good uh, from a psychological point of view. Yeah, uh, for, sure, for sure he came in with, um, you know, he, he gave a calm manner to the, to the guys. Everyone was a little bit more relaxed. We had a lot of stress. We, we didn't win the cup or the Super Cup before. Uh, so we were really worried about not winning more. And he just, he came in, he, he said, every day we're together uh, needs to be like one month together. And we need to have urgency when we're doing everything. And yeah, he did a really good job of just bringing everyone together and making sure everyone's calm and just doing their own job and coming together as a team. And I have a lot of respect for him for doing that. He's for sure a very good coach. Let's... Uh, have a step uh, a little bit back in time. Uh, volleyball is for sure not the most popular sport in Canada. Uh, and uh, in Canada, I believe that ice hockey is the religion. Firstly, have you ever played hockey? And secondly, how did you choose to play volleyball at the end? Yeah, uh, well, I don't think anyone in Canada can not play hockey in some sense. <laughs> you, know, you, you play it in in gym class in school you play with your friends after school um, in the in the driveway and everything so i was doing all this um my father put me in hockey when i was younger and uh, i didn't like it then I, i tried it for maybe only a couple months you know how young kids are um i didn't like it and i ended up not going back to it but i still liked playing with my friends just street hockey we played all the time some street hockey Um, but uh, yeah, I more went in the direction of basketball and volleyball, and those two kind of uh, pair together. You know, a lot of athletes go back and forth between them. So I was kind of back and forth um, throughout my whole high school career. I was playing both all the time because one season would start, finish, and then the next one would start. There wasn't much overlap. Um, yeah, I can't say exactly why I got into volleyball, but. Uh, I'm happy I did, obviously. Actually, which is your first year in Europe? Because we know that uh, the 
uh, I believe that there is no professional league in uh, in Canada, so it's more likely uh, more as uh, as the uh, U.S. Uh, college championship. So, so uh, which was your first year, and where did you play for the very first time in in Europe? Uh, my first year was well, I played three years here, uh, one year in Poland, and my first year was in Estonia. Before that. And yeah, before that, I was playing university in Canada, and that's just what you do. It's there's no professional leagues. Yeah, and uh, you, I believe you won the Polish Cup with Trefov Dansk and Andrea Anastasi, who was also before guest in in our podcast, was a uh, uh, was your coach there. Could you make a comparison between the Polish level of playing the Polish league and the Bulgarian league? Uh, with Heber, you played also against uh, the team of Zaverce, I believe, a year and a half ago in the European tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, obviously, the Polish league is really strong. You know, when you look, you have some Bulgarian players uh, playing there and they're top level from the national team. Um, yeah, the Polish league is really strong. Um, they All their coaches are from international coaches because they can pull all the best Italian coaches they want and whatnot and um like Xavierche when we played them there they beat us pretty pretty strongly and they're I don't know what they placed that year maybe six seven not like not in the top top so you can see their league is really strong and do you believe that for the time you are here three years days uh positive developments in the level of, of, of the Bulgarian league. Do you think it's better than three years before in terms of more, more, more teams playing on a higher level, uh, more teams with, uh, with uh, let's say, uh, the, the intention to, to be on the first or at least in the top three? Yeah, uh, obviously I can't speak from before about the league, but yeah, I think it is. It is improving. I think uh, some more teams are starting to look at some international player to up their roster a little bit. Um, there's lots of trades. There's lots of movement. You know, the top four teams are quite strong. And there's, uh, you know, some of the five, six teams that are sometimes uh, winning some games. So you can see it's it's improving a little bit. You're playing as an opposite and uh, you're playing with left hand. So... Could you please tell me what are the advantages and also if there are any disadvantages of playing uh, with the left hand, attacking with the left hand, of course. Well, I'd say for for an opposite uh, with left hand, you know, you have a, a lot closer set because the set is positioned a little bit closer to you. So you can you can really beat the block diagonally because the middle blocker doesn't have much time if you're running a fast set and... You can really you can work the diagonal really really quickly, and this is probably the biggest advantage. Whereas a right hand player needs to wait for the ball to come across to their right hand before they attack it. So that gives you know this whatever uh, yeah. milliseconds um, for the blocker to arrive. Um, maybe some disadvantage uh, on attacking on the left side position four is a little bit weaker but even right now there's um, some really top level left-handed receivers and i actually i, I like <laughs> watching them and i 
I try to not take notes, but I, I look at what they're doing and how they're approaching, how they're handling like high balls from position four is really difficult for me and they can manage to score points on these. So, yeah. Yeah, they are, I, I believe they are, they are the, some teams even, which was not that typical before, but now they play with, with even two, uh, two left-hand hitters out of the three outside hitters, the two receivers and the, and the diagonal. For example, I'm, uh, I, uh, I think that Vibo Valentia in Italy played with, uh, with Rosario and, and the diagonal, the opposite uh, Neto. So, so this, is, uh, this is something very standard now. And uh, what about serving? Because uh, uh, during the whole season, Heber was very strong in terms of serving efficiently in your hole, Vasilevsky and Pazarjik, but not that efficiently in other uh, holes, uh, even if there is enough space uh, behind the end line. Can you explain what are the specifics in this regard? Not only about the space, because this is something almost self-explanatory, but also I, I've heard and read uh, players uh, uh, when serving, uh, of course, not when serving, but after the matches or before the matches, complaining even about the lights and uh, also about the ceiling It's uh, when it is too dark or something like this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first thing, it goes back to comfort. You know, you do something 100 times, 1,000 times in your own hall it's you're going to be more comfortable doing that but there's going to be more consistency but when you go somewhere else it's not as consistent that's why we go always the day before training training in the morning of the game to it's not because you need training it's because you need to find the feeling in this in this hall because yeah sometimes um the light is in the place i always serve so i need to step two meters to the right this takes me out of my comfort zone a little bit and so as players, we need to find a way to manage. And, you know, with experience, you get used to so many different uh, halls and stuff. But yeah, it goes down to just, it's it's a change. And change is hard to make always right away. Uh, let's ask this question. Uh, which is the which is the hole after your hole in, in Pazajik where you are the most comfortable serving from in? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, hard to say. I mean, for this, I would just, I would need to look at the numbers, but without looking yeah. at the numbers, like, I feel okay serving in Neftochemex Hall because I've played there so many times where every playoff yeah. we're playing against them there. Um, Mark Dupnitsa, it's okay. It's like nice yeah. big hall, lots of room. It's, it's bright. It's not dark. Um, Levski's new hall is yeah. difficult on the other side. It's it's dark up top, and this is different a little bit. Also, there's a lot more room on on the ends of the hall uh, compared to ours. Like past the past the end line, there's I don't know 25 meters on both sides. It's, it's a lot. Uh, uh, since you mentioned numbers, just a slight question about this: uh, Have you uh, do you do you look? A lot in numbers because there are some players who say that numbers, um, a lot of statistics are actually uh, co are concerning from them, and they don't they don't like looking at numbers and statistics a lot. Uh, for me, I believe statistics are important to a certain level. Like 
um, like you can you can you can see trends. You can see what what's going on. I I look at the numbers. I look at the numbers, but I don't put one hundred percent in the weight of my feeling in those numbers. If that makes sense, like. I won't change something drastically just because I see a five instead of a two on my serving errors or something, right? This is just just a general guideline to help. And uh, my last question is, uh, of course, you probably communicate with your teammates mostly in English, but for these three years, did you learn some Bulgarian words which help you during a training or a match and which are they? and? course also some expressions wording etc yeah of course i learned some <laughs> stuff like in training when you hear stuff so many times i know uh, like burzo visoka all the numbers of the positions yeah. um, niska <laughs> you know I, yeah sure i like yeah. when even when the coach says we're doing some drill uh, attack prava ostro diagonal like like i understand this stuff and yes yeah. You know, three years is a while in one place to not understand nothing. Broadly, thank you again for uh, accepting the invitation to be a guest in uh, in First Tempo. And I would like to wish you in first place to, to have a lot of success with Heber and on second place, but not not on last place. Uh, to be to be caught up in the in the Canadian national team for this uh, for this summer yeah. and to to play in the in the league. Uh, thank you, thank you again. And so I would like also to thank to the to the listeners and viewers of this podcast for watching or listening to us. You can do it on you know uh, platforms. If you haven't subscribed to this channel, you can do it. Uh, uh, and I will be very grateful uh, for this one. And thank you. And see you and listen to us also the next time. Bye bye.